Welcome to another super special episode of Love and Justice. Before I get into what we're talking about this time, I just want to give some shout outs to Nessabug7, VR Troopers, and Petteach32, sorry if I mispronounced any of those, all of whom left us lovely reviews on iTunes, and to Trista Craig, who took me seriously a few episodes ago when I said to email us if your name is Trista. You are all awesome, and we love you. And we hope you'll all love this episode of the podcast. We actually recorded it a while back, but we wanted to get a little more caught up on Crystal, and then we had Amanda in. However, now it is finally time for our highly anticipated episode covering Sailor Moon La Reconquista, the first of the new Takarazuka-type Sailor Moon musicals, or Sera Mew, released as part of the 20th anniversary celebration. We also have a super rad guest this week, Elena Jordan, who those of you who've watched me on the Face Off After Show or the cosplay coach will recognize as one of my co-hosts. She and I will actually both be at Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con June 19th through the 21st at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We'll be moderating panels, we'll be on some panels, we'll be creeping on other people's panels. So if you're going to be there, please get in touch with me. I would love to meet you. But for now, let's talk about ladies singing kick-ass songs about Sailor Moon. Nightmares, the UK version, yeah. where he'll be like, "This, I can't even believe this place. The chef doesn't know what he's doing, but the whole time he's doing, he's just taking off his clothes <laughs> and putting on a chef shirt. Yeah. You just got to add that sexy factor to those yeah. kitchen shows, you I know? love it. I'm you know? angry and aggressive and partially nude. <laughs> if I was cooking you dinner and then talking about how much better my dinner is than other people's while I was railing you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, everyone is, Gordon Ramsay, don't worry. Yeah, everybody. So all of our minds are right now. Uh, you know what would really, uh, that would really be the only thing that could possibly up the sexy factor of the lady who plays Tuxedo Mask don't, in don't, La Reconquista. Don't even, don't, even don't even get me started. Can you imagine if she was just like, I am still dressed like Tuxedo Mask and I cooked you dinner and also now I'm going to yell. Like, I don't know why all these things are so awesome. I know for sure that Kelby couldn't handle it, and I would argue that a good portion of the population would be unable to handle that. I mean, I'm not even able to handle able to talking about her, her at all. right now. <laughs> straight ladies, straight ladies, I lean in. Straight ladies, Where's your lady penis? Guys, I need it. Straight ladies, <laughs> lean in. Lean into your podcasting yes. audio devices. Watch Larry Conquista because you gonna turn into a lesbian. <laughs> At least temporarily. At least anytime I Tuxedo mean, Mask is on maybe stage. Maybe a little singing. less temporary. temporary lesbianism may occur while watching Larry Conquista. Do not watch Neo-Christians or Republicans. <laughs> wow. So yes, today on the podcast, we are doing our very much anticipated, at least on our part, yeah. Larry Conquista 
episode. Yay! And of course, uh, I am um, am here. Lola's here. Kelby's here. But we are joined. I thought you were going to call yourself Eminem for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've uh, I've taken up white wrapping. The real Slim Shady. I'm the, I'm the real Slim Shady. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up right now. <laughs> <laughs> now who is who is this imitating? Uh, this imitator is our uh, our our fabulous guest for today, Miss Elena Jordan. Yay! Hi. Yes. I'm Elena Jordan, and I'm not Slim Shady, so I'm going to stay seated. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, so before we get into the episode, because we get into this with all of our guest hosts, Elena, on our first episode, we told a little bit about our sordid Sailor Moon pasts. You want to tell us a little bit about your, uh, your history with uh, Sailor Moon? You know, I uh, love Sailor Moon, and when I was younger, Mm. I would draw myself as... We made up our own Sailor Moon character. Yeah, Yeah, that's like a rite of passage. (laughs) And my best friend, Celeste, who is an amazing cosplayer now, I was like, thank God nobody outgrew their nerddom. It's phenomenal. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, we would pass each other notes, but instead of being normal notes, we would mm-hmm. just draw ourselves as various <laughs> sailor scouts that were made up. Hey. And her name was Celeste, and it was so perfect because it was Celestial. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. And I was like, Elena. <laughs> <laughs> I am nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. So now, good. before Sailor Moon the Red Conquista, and this goes for everybody, had you ever seen any Sailor Moon musicals? No. no. Well, I mean... I mean, I knew they existed right. because J- Japan has anime musicals for everything. I mean, God, this they is, really do. There, there is, is a musical an, for Prince of Tennis. There is an opera, like <laughs> legit, straight up, one hundred percent. Hit the ball again. <laughs> hit it some more. <laughs> but there, there is legitimately an opera of Rosa Versailles, and it's what? straight up opera. Yep, yep. I need it. I know. If only it oh. were in French, it would just be so perfect. But anyway, so you you hadn't seen any Sailor Moon musicals no, well, before this. Well, we we had that one crazy night where we watched some of the nineties. Yeah, ones totally. On YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, the we, really horrible wigs well, we, and the bad yeah, dancing. We started watching a little bit of one one night. This was a while back. Uh, this one was about of, a year Lola, or two this, years yeah, ago. This was one of Lola's coworkers at like three jobs ago for her was having a karaoke birthday party. And we were just before, killing time. Yeah, before we went to the party, we were like pre-gaming and Lola, Kelby, and I watched some of, I don't even know which of the 90s yeah, Sailor no, Moon musicals no we watched. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, watched that, some of that. Yeah, we uh, we watched we watched some of that. Um, and I remembered the terrible wigs. And then instead of going to the party at the time we were supposed to, we started taking pictures of anime oh, poses. That's right. Yeah, we were doing anime and Casanova I was, poses. I was uh, you were having regaling, pose-offs. I was regaling you about my history of being an anime Casanova. Hell yeah! Yes. But on, so when I uh, but when I was in high school. I, I, you know, I had, I mean, I still have short hair now, but I had really short hair back then. And then I had this, uh, other friend who we were both obsessed with anime and just, we goofed off all the time. And so Mm -hmm. one day (laughs) waiting for play rehearsal to start, we just started taking pictures of like her in the typical, like schoolgirl submissive anime ingenue type situation. And then I was the misunderstood boy crush that she had. And so there's lots of pictures. I can't find them. They were all on, on, on MySpace, which uh, they're all gone now. That's awesome. I can't access my old MySpace anymore. But there were, there's all these pictures of, like, Kat Fernandez leaning against a wall and then, like, me with my arm above her leaning as well. 
With my, my new hand, life mission is to sign you into this MySpace so that we can have access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then we We're spent, we spent like uh, 45 minutes just doing, doing I know, watching, yeah, pictures. doing anime poses and watching this Sailor Moon musical. And eventually we decided to go to this karaoke party. At which point we basically all agreed that we wish we had just stayed home <laughs> and kept watching the musicals. musicals. We watched the musicals. We did anime poses. We got in the car. And listened to drove, the Attack on Titan soundtrack. Drove yeah. to where the karaoke was and then sat in the car for another 10 minutes listening to the Attack on Titan soundtrack. And nine and some 90s Sailor Moon yeah. jams, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, uh, we are weeaboo trash. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Is what we are. That is correct. Well, now I need a shirt that says weeaboo trash. Now weeaboo this, trash. Weeaboo trash. So at the point that we watched that music, I had seen the first Sailor Moon musical in its entirety because, okay. as you guys know, if you've ever listened to this podcast, I'm really obsessed with the Shitano Senshi stuff. And that was very present in the very first Sailor Moon musical. Oh, is that where the... What, uh, what year? This was in 1993. Okay, so this is, this is a little... Is uh, that where that uh, Kunzite... Where the, yeah, exactly. From? Where Kunzite became Saito. Right. And then Nako Takeuchi later wrote that into the codename Sailor V manga. Yes. Okay, so... This so, musical. yeah, exactly. So just a little perspective. So I, I had seen that entire musical because I love She Didn't Know Senshi stuff and I wanted to see it. So I looked it up on the YouTube. I think that one still is on YouTube uh, if you wanted to watch it. And yeah, I have since gone back and tried to watch it again because there are some people, I don't, I'm sure you guys are aware that it is hip to dislike Sailor Moon Crystal. Well, it's hip to dislike everything It's now. also hip to dislike the new Sailor Moon musicals. What? Why yeah. are they blind? A lot of people don't like the new Sailor Moon musicals. Well, they're wrong. So I decided, I gotta go back and watch some of these old ones. Because for me, watching this musical was the first time that I actually wanted to watch the entire thing through from beginning to yeah. end. Yeah. So, the Sailor Moon musicals have been going on since 1993. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. There are 31, oh. actually, I believe, to date. Well, I'm yeah. wondering what the best are the The best are the ones from about, like, 96, where all the music sounds like a rejected Mortal Kombat. Nice. <laughs> uh, beats. Good. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, this is a pretty great song Mortal Kombat did not use in the film. Yeah. Let's make it about Tuxedo Mask. Yeah. It's amazing. I just want that to be the soundtrack for my life. <laughs> I just rejected Mortal Kombat as I walk by. And they're like, she has no powers or abilities, but she's got the sick beat. <laughs> so basically, the very first musical, uh, which was in the summer of 1993, was the 1993 summer special musical Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon, Gaiden Dark Kingdom Fukatsu Hen. Uh, and it was a side story. That's what Gaiden means about the Dark Kingdom being revived and the Shitano were all in it. And they had the Shitano Senshi romance love line, particularly between Kunzite and Minako. Uh, and going back and watching it, having seen La Reconquista, I can't make it through the whole thing because I'm so uncomfortable with the male parts being played by men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I know that's super weird. No, but it, make, it makes sense. Yeah. Though. When I look at it now, uh, whenever I look at pictures of, of men in the Sailor Moon musicals, I'm always like, their legs look weird. Because <laughs> I'm used to that, like, really, not like, shady, like a lady. <laughs> like, in those sleek little, yeah. like, uniforms. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at those gross, chunky mm-hmm. man legs. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Well, that's why watching Pretty Guardian Ugh. sometimes would really throw me off because Tuxedo Mask isn't played by a, a I really know, hot but they, lady. they did cast some awfully pretty boys. I mean, no, the, the boys are in Pretty Guardian are very pretty. Yeah. But, like, when we, when we first well, started watching, well... I saw... 
I'm sure somebody out there thinks he's attractive. Oh he's gonna be the one who lives in LA and, and he's speaks gonna English and he's gonna you. find me and I'm gonna be like, oh my god, it's you. And he's gonna be like, oh, it's you. <laughs> he's gonna bust into the offices at Loot Crate. <laughs> Do you like my chunky man legs? <laughs> You're like, and I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm, I'm real sorry about everything. Because he, amongst many other people, brought on this up on this podcast. Definitely listens to it. <laughs> I assume everyone is invested in the things I like. <laughs> yeah. Reconquista, though, it's like five Peter Pans that you're like, you're all amazing. You're all played by ladies, but you're delightful men. You're so surprisingly, so <laughs> but confident. <laughs> so true. As, as, as is as well known by my friends, I'm very attracted to like skinny, hipstery men. Yeah. So the women in those costumes, I'm like, yep, that's the build I enjoy. Yep. <laughs> that's my level of masculine. I just really, I mean, I, I mean, I've talked about this before. I, I just really love the whole like women dressed as men thing yeah. which is why well, Shakespeare is a big deal for me and in it particularly I mean, you know, oh, yeah. I mean in not not the not plays themselves the play, not yeah the, the characters yeah, yeah. not the actual historical bit but like the plays themselves where the girls could like, and, disguise themselves well, and, and then I, this is a whole show that's just that and I and I feel like it works particularly well also so basically the new uh Seramu, which is what they call it for short, which is basically short for the way you pronounce Sailor Moon musical, which would be, I'm going to butcher this. I'm short, but I'm going to try. It's uh, Sailor Moon Mujikaru. Uh, so, yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate. That was good for yeah, a white girl. Yeah, that was pretty good for a white girl. Mujikaru. Mujikaru. Yeah. So, okay. Seramu. Yeah. <laughs> so say it on you. These we new are ones. a table full of white girls. <laughs> the new ones were uh, the first one, which we're talking about today, which is Sailor Moon La Reconquista, which was released as part of the 20th anniversary celebration in 2013. Every single character in the cast of the show is played by a woman. And it works really well for an anime musical yeah. or a manga musical because uh, can we talk about the boys in it? They're already pretty. Yeah. And so it works really well to have them be played by women who have those sort of delicate lines. The Bishonen Yeah, the Bishonen yeah. qualities that we see in those soft, pretty lines in shoujo manga or shoujo anime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty amazing, if you do ask me. I want to just share a little story of how Loa and I came to watch this in the first uh, place. <laughs> so I had already, I had already forgotten about it. <laughs> so Loa and I were sitting around our apartment one night, as we often do, looking at Sailor Moon stuff. I'm sure Lola was browsing Tumblr. I was on a like downward spiral of Sailor Moon research. As mentioned already at least 10 times on this episode of the podcast, I'm obsessed with Shitono Senshi. Specifically, I'm obsessed with the Shitono in general, the, yeah. the four main baddies in the Dark Kingdom who were previously Prince Endymion's guardians during the Silver Millennium on Earth. So I was just researching it. I was looking up all their individual character profiles on all the various Sailor Moon wikis. And something came up about their portrayal in the musicals. And I saw a thing saying in this one musical, they were a boy band. <laughs> so 
Oh, man. I And it said it was Sailor Moon La Reconquista. And at this point, Lola and I had only seen some of the 90s musicals, mm. the old musicals. La Reconquista, I should point out, was the first musical after an eight-year hiatus. The last one before that was in the winter of 2005. Oh. And so La Reconquista came out in the summer of 2013. So it was almost eight years before there was another Sailor Mew. So I looked up La Reconquista and realized, oh, that's the newest musical. And at the time, it was all on YouTube. Yeah. So we went over to YouTube, literally just intending to see the Shitano be a boy band. And there was a clip up that was just the boy band yeah. member. Yeah. yeah. So we we gather around the computer like, oh, this is going to be so stupid. <laughs> we watch the number. It starts. <laughs> My mind is fucking blown. <laughs> there is a moment's pause. And Emma says, you want to just start this from the beginning? (laughs) (laughs) Still thinking we were going to stop watching at some point because it was going to get too ridiculous. But then it doesn't. Two and a half hours later. We are sobbing. We are holding each other. I'm pretty sure I had like thrown something in anger at some point. You watch the taped intermission. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the 15-minute intermission is, is in there. There is a whole taped intermission if you watch the first performance of Larry Conquista, which is available for download on Mystream. Mysteream.org actually has four different versions of Larry Conquista yeah. to download. Uh, I've only ever watched the first taped performance, which is what we just watched as a refresher for this episode. I'm pretty excited to check out all the other ones because <laughs> I know I'm going to. Uh, but that's a really good transition into actually talking about the musical. Yeah itself since the scene where the Shitano appear as a boy band, the Pandemic Four. Oh my god. Very, Singing their amazing their hit song Erosion Boy. <laughs> Which is basically Which is, a song just full of rock puns. It is. Yeah, and a, then they and they don't even say Erosion Boy they, ever. They only say Erosion Love. I know. Why yeah. is it called it's Erosion like, Boy? Why, boy? But, why is like, why do you want boys your... also we look like girls, but we're this boys. Is basically <laughs> the boy band. The song and is rocks. like here I am. I'm clearly letting you know I'm this villain. And then there's the next guy. Here's my hints that I'm the other guy who hangs out with the other villain that you faced before. Oh, I'm a third guy. Here's some more clues. Still not getting it. Here's the fourth guy. Rocks, 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 rocks. Hey, girl, you Geo. looking real good. And it's so, it's so incredible. Great. And they're all so attractive. They really are. Yeah. I mean, this you gotta remember, this is what made Lola and I decide to start watching this musical from the beginning. They they're all just because in their Erosion coats. Boy rocks. <laughs> yeah. hey. Hey. Well, they're just Puns. all they're all in their dapper little I coats. Love you. And, I know. <laughs> Yeah, they wear like they wear boy band versions of their their regular uniforms, uniforms. and And they do that on point, like Backstreet Boys choreography. Which further, which further fuels my need for like a uh, fake poster for the boy band concert that we talked about that one time with those boys. Completely, yeah. No, I totally, totally agree with you on that. Yeah, it's such a great number. I mean, there's only one scene really that happens before this, which is the whole welcome to the game show. Number yeah, where it's like an arcade slash yeah, concert. Well, I mean, it does. The thing is that it did actually introduce one of the plot points of this, which is that the one sort of secondary minor bad guy in it, uh, the the Old leader lady. of the Lemures. Yeah, yeah, she literally the only name for her that I have found is uh, Lemures Baba. 
Okay. So she's like the old lady yeah. who's in charge of the lemurs. I'm going to call her lemur grandma. Well, here's the thing about lemur the, the lemurs is lemur, I do believe, I'm going to confirm this right now, is spelled without an E on the end. And these guys have an E on the end of their name. So, yeah, yeah, but Donkey Looks Kong like was lemur. supposed to be Monkey Kong, so I don't hey. trust that E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That explains So the old lady leader of the lemurs. Lemurs. Uh, they she, all wear brown and have some sort of fuzzy it's belt no, it's on true. They do look like actual they're lemurs. They're fucking it's like lemurs. Their costumes suggest that they are, And their are, faces are pale and their lemurs. eyes are dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she basically has this plot that she's created this game and it's going to suck the energy out of young girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, another important plot point that happens during that first number, welcome to the game show. That is that it. is the yeah. title. Yeah. See, I interpret it as being that um, they specifically were targeting the senshi. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Like the, and they, they were know. using the old the old Juban district bait and switch of a <laughs> well, new business is opening and there's free shit for teenagers because that always goes yep. so well for well, everyone. The thing is that they definitely had an inkling that it was the senshi because after Queen Beryl's massive exposition song, which happens yeah. after Erosion Boy, I... Uh, she, the she to know all say, oh, there's no doubt. It's definitely them. Yeah. So I, I agree with you, with you guys that they were specifically baiting the yeah. senshi. But during the course of this, Ami acquires an app on her phone. That is the, I'm I was still like, please so tell me that we're not glazing over my favorite yeah, character. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 we're not. In the whole musical. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and, and explain your yes. favorite character to us, Elena? Yes, Green Elena. Spiral Incense is just... She just pops up and is like, hi. Wait, but, but Elena, why is she incense? They ask her, why incense? And her response is, because it's green. And they're like, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it doesn't. But, <laughs> I, but I'll I buy it. I personally have seen incense in many it's colors. Any color you want. Like, it's like, also, why does it have to be green? Like, what? That doesn't, you're giving no looks information. Like a cinnamon roll. Yeah, but like a green, green cinnamon roll yeah. on fire. And therefore, I'm assuming, I don't. I don't know anything about Japan. That's a food that everyone eats, right? And just cinnamon, cinnamon buns, green, green cinnamon <laughs> buns that are on fire. I mean, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Lola, we're just gonna go with yes. Yep. <laughs> All I know is that I want to be incense face so, for the rest of my life. <laughs> so and incense face is a is like a dating. App? It's an app that's supposed to be like, hey, if you have some problems in your relationship, just pa- call up one of these five sprites, which it's just yeah, incense it's face. just well, that's the only and one then, that Ami got downloaded on her phone. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then they're like, face. there are some other options, but they're probably also yeah. nothing. You which, know what? Which was Ami's <laughs> prize for winning Tetris, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, the because thing of that course I, she has an IQ of three hundred. <laughs> you're gonna win Tetris instantly. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, if you're a genius, you're really good at Tetris. In, I'm just calling. Her incense face from yeah. now on. I mean, I'm like, that is her I'm name, not, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has like an actual name, but I'm like, mm, whatever, incense face. Your face is made of incense. Your incense face. <laughs> so she pops up, and even later, they're like, oh, I have some relationship problems. Good thing I have this app. And she's just like, oh, my face is on fire. <laughs> that like, is accurate. No, she like, <laughs> she, she, she passes herself off as. I'm going to solve all these problems, but she doesn't solve any relationship. 
relationship problem. <laughs> yeah, well, because you look at her and you're like, what up, incense face? You're uh-huh. alone unless summoned. So I don't have any, like, you're not, you have you're no. You're not a reliable source. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you have no cred to be telling me what to do in my relationship. Oh, she does have something to contribute. It's like something that would be on the, like, inside of a Snapple cap. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> believe, in, believe in things you like and sunsets are nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boys are good unless they're bad, and when they're bad, wait until they're good again. I'm on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is basically the crux of this whole thing, isn't it? I'm specifically since she's advising Ami. Yeah, yeah. The moral of the whole story is call me and I'll give you great advice like that. But not really. <laughs> <laughs> what if so? What if, oh my God, what if one of the other choices on that app was like, someone really gonna like battle strategy who was like listen i know exactly how to defeat everyone you're dealing with okay no fine i guess you're going with the incense Incense phase phase. but then another one's just like a duck that's like (laughs) (laughs) like, oh that is useful that would honestly be (laughs) just as useful as incense face and probably cuter Uh, yeah. So basically, the whole thing with Incense Face goes on. But <laughs> the Pandemic Four show up to do a concert because they're also in this new video game. So I guess you can romance them in this dating sim oh, that yeah. they're trying to get all the girls to get. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, and, they, and they give Usagi one for free. They do. Yeah. They give. I think they give them all one for free. Oh, they do. You're yeah, right. But they, Usagi's the only one. Who Usagi's plays the it. only one that plays yeah. it. But they give them all this free game. Uh, the girls all are like, yay, we're going to go get snacks. Uh, <laughs> That's when I also was like, oh, we are one and the same. Yeah. We were very mad at Sailor Moon when she's like, my three favorite things are snacks and sleeping and games. I'm like, let's just be soulmates. Yeah. <laughs> I, I This is a little bit of a, of a tangent, but I really love the characterizations of pretty much all of the girls yeah, in the well, new musical. They come across as like teenage girls. They do. They really they come really across do. as teenage girls, but not quite as silly in as they are in the 90s anime. So no. for example, and we'll get into this more later, when the girls all get romanced by the pandemic four and run off with them, Usagi is legitimately surprised yeah. that they all got like swept off their oh, feet yeah. so easily because that happens literally they're at an arcade and the owner of the arcade goes oh hey you know that cool band that exists they happen to be here today and they're gonna play a song just for you yeah well and then they stalk them to the yeah, park yeah, later yeah, yeah. And, then they, and then they follow them and, and the girls off. are like this sounds great <laughs> My favorite yeah. is just like my other soulmate, which is, oh, you're great. You're great. You're great. Well, you're also here. <laughs> so I guess it's me and you because yes. everyone else got picked for kickball and you're the last <laughs> one. That sounds accurate. That's, that's, how, that that's is, how Zoe Sight and Nami get paired up. No, that's how Minako and Kunzai get oh, paired up. Oh, is it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, because he walks up to her and she's like, what, you aren't going to say anything nice to me? And he's like, why would I? Like, compliment me. And he's like, I'm good. Yeah. And he's like... I don't care. And he walks away and she's like, yes. Well, they start to pair off at the beginning of the song and basically Nephrite goes after Jupiter and, or, or Makoto, same person. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, Jedi goes after Rey. Zoysite is really, really trying to get Ami's attention. And so then Kunzai basically says to me, and I go, all right, I guess that leaves you and me. (laughs) And she's already like all about him. Oh my God. She is chasing him from minute one. Kunzai is the Howie of the group. It's like, that you're just like, it's like um, <laughs> the, it's like when you're on Pirates Ouch. of the Caribbean and there's the the pirate chasing the girl oh, and then yeah. another pirate chasing another girl and then there's 
the pirate being chased <laughs> by the woman, by, by the big strong woman. That is that's, Venus. That's me not going kunzai. Yeah, she's, she's Yes. Oh my goodness, that scene is so great. But I, I do want to talk a little bit also about the scene right before that, where uh, so they're in the scene in the arcade. They all are like, yeah, the Shitano are basically saying, okay. Those are definitely the, the Sailor Guardians. Yeah. We're going to have to do something about that. Queen Beryl shows up. She sings a whole bunch of exposition. I like that we get a little insight into her character right away. At yeah. the end of this song, she immediately starts to sing about the fact that she is obsessively in yeah. love with Endymion. I mean, this is like worse than Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Beryl. She, it's it's she's kind of crazy. She's kind of like Prince Demond in love yeah. with Neo Queen Serenity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's in like the a dark, madness. The Dark Moon in the Black Moon Clan yeah. story arc. It's a madness. It thing. totally is. Yeah. Uh, Can so you then, blame her? No. Nah. <laughs> no, nope. I can't. Nope. Uh, so then that leads us into the first scene where we actually see Kelby is doing a happy I'm dance flailing right, right now. <laughs> so okay, so the scene opens up right. And uh, it's it's Usagi and Mamoru uh, tossing a baseball back and forth, mm-hmm. and um, she's in her school uniform and she's perfect. And I know um, that skinny tie uh, uh, and the coat and, and the it's uh, just askew a little, and just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. The best was in the the taping that we watched. Was oh they yeah, actually dropped the right. Ball. They dropped the like, baseball, not figuratively. Yeah. they actually dropped the no, baseball. Right. And she and, and Mamoru just, goes like, to oh, yeah. Sorry, thank yeah. you. Can yeah. I get that? And you're just like, oh my god, you're not even trying right now. And uh, you're still being amazing. Yeah, like it rolls into the audience, and this cute girl in the front row catches it, and like she breaks the fourth wall and crouches down. There was like, oh, can I? Thank you very much, and like winks at her a little bit, and I'm just like, oh, if that was me, I would hyperventilate. Yeah, you just imagine those are the last seconds of that girl's life. Yes, Kelby would not have actually watched. No, they would have had to carry me out because I had passed out from hyperventilating. She's just too handsome. Yeah, but she, she's good. But then she does sing this really sweet song about like to to Asagi about like you need to concentrate. You like you yeah. have a lot of responsibility. I just want you to do well. And to me, this whole message was very reminiscent of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. where Mamoru has a big thing with her, where he basically says, if someone tried to destroy the Earth, you would kill them, right? Mm-hmm. You'd stop them. So that that was kind of I, I felt there. Does were anyone know what foreshadowing? I I actually did write that down exactly during this song. <laughs> well, when he For flat out, it's like, what if I turned on you? And she's like, that'll never happen. Giggle, giggle. And you're like, no. It's definitely gonna happen in about thirty minutes. <laughs> like, Let me sing at you about what to do. And then she's like, I'm gonna sleep. For those of you not in the know, if you've never seen a very Potter musical, um, Snape. Uh, the Snape character walks into a class, and before he begins a very important piece mm-hmm. of dialogue that comes back later, his one of his first lines is, Very well, class. Does anyone know what foreshadowing is? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's true, though. It's so good. It's a great scene, though, between the two of them, and I love... This is one of those scenes where I think we really get to see the really cute, fun characterization of... Usagi in the musicals where she's such a creep. She's such a creeper. She almost (laughs) has. So creepy. The thing that I really. We're also soulmates. Uh, Yeah. I know. The thing that I really like about La Reconquista's characterizations of the girls is that I feel it took 
the good parts about them from the 90s anime, but incorporated it with their original personality. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. Well, she does, the actress who plays Usagi does this really funny thing where um, whenever she's like really stressed out or tired or bored, Mm. she does a voice that sounds like something Amy Poehler would come up with. Like if you um if you ever saw the Caitlyn sketch, oh yeah yeah yeah, she does. She'll Usagi will have these moments when she's like tired, where she's just like, oh oh, oh I'm so tired. <laughs> just perfect vocal intonation yeah. for the whole. She really run. does. Yeah, she really does. She's crushing it. I love her conversation too with the the old lady le- leader of the lemurs. Oh yes. After she's oh shocked God. that all of her friends have run off with the Shitano. <laughs> And they have this great heart to heart where like the old lady leader of the lemurs lays all of her like queen barrel baggage yes. on her. And, yeah. and Usagi just thinks that this lady is talking about like her boss. Yeah. yeah. At, like her the arcade. Really, her really mean yeah. boss. And she's like the lemur oh. lady's doing this whole bit about like and with this hair and this voice. My, and she's my like, favorite thing too was, was the reference to Queen Beryl having played Annie as a child. Oh yeah there's an Annie <laughs> singer. Her hair, yeah she's like she could be Annie and then yeah. she's also and she's like and she doesn't even have any boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go get like a moon pie or something from the store. And then she was like, where's mine? And I was like, oh, you're going to use it to stuff your bra? And I'm like, you just met this little girl. Like, calm down. She is she is possibly the best original character. She's she really is. is ever. Isn't there a moment in that conversation where she mentions like S and Super S and it's ridiculous? She does, yeah. Like, she talks yeah. about the 90s anime being ridiculous, basically. Like she, yeah. Like in code. Yeah. It's this giant inside joke. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which to me, I, I'm not 100% sure on this. Maybe someone who's listening can clarify for me. There's only limited research available about the, the newer musicals. To me, that almost says that Naoko Takeuchi had more of a hand in this. She's basically gotten more and more control over mm. uh, her own franchise, franchise yeah. as time has gone on. So she wrote the manga. She didn't really have very much involvement at all in the 90s anime. And she has a tight leash on Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah. Basically, nothing goes up there without her saying, this is exactly the way I want it to be portrayed. It's a J.K. Rowling level. It's totally totally a J.K. Rowling level of control. And she was a lot more involved in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, so I suspect she was more involved in these uh, these new views as well. So I feel like that was her making a little stab at at the fact that the 90s anime isn't exactly what she wrote. <laughs> oh man. So then after that, uh the old lady lemur leader reveals that she is in fact a bad guy. Yep. Uh and Sailor Moon gets attacked by the lemurs and finds that she can't transform because she stayed up all night playing the her new dating, dating sim. But I sent all these girls home with it's I, a, what do they call it? A maiden game? Yeah. A maiden game. Yeah. yeah, with the romance element. It's a simulated I, romance. I wish it was that pigeon game. <laughs> it's just what? a handy what crush. pigeon game? Oh, side note. What? Side note. There is a, a, a maiden, I guess a maiden game. It's a, a simulated romance game. But you are dating the anthropomorphic no. Um, like no. personality of a pigeon. No. Stop. <laughs> Not look okay. Up, look up pigeon dating game. Well, I don't want to. Somebody <laughs> stole my real life experience and turned it into a game. You dated a pigeon? 
I mean, there's a pigeon that hung out outside my house. It was the most meaningful relationship oh, I've ever had. Oh, we had a dove. Had. We had a dove. Yeah, a really? I had like the sad bastard over. version of the dove, which yeah, was no, like ours... this dirty ass pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get out of here. This, this was pretty nice. Is I that think... a metaphor that we got a really nice white dove and you got a dirty I got a dirty <laughs> ass pigeon that I was like, get away. And I was like, I'm the only one that will love you. <laughs> Just acknowledge that I'm here. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this conversation is taking a turn. If but you <laughs> if you too have a weird bird hanging out around your house, hashtag love and justice, hashtag patio bird. <laughs> Send us pictures of your patio local bird. Tweet, tweet at Ellen J Pod. <laughs> Actually, just tweet the bird and then just continue to speak and tweet. tweet, tweet, tweet. Like, yeah, and the bird's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> the bird is condescending and tells you, I get it. Like, I get it. I just. <laughs> didn't laugh because it's not funny. <laughs> so Sailor Moon gets attacked. She is well. Usagi gets attacked. She is unable to transform into Sailor right. Moon because the dating sim is sucked up all of her power. But fortunately, at that point, Tuxedo Mask shows up oh. to save her. Now here is the thing that Elena pointed out. Yeah, that's very true. Tuxedo, Tuxedo Mask walks out and like is missing half his namesake. Like I'm like, you should just be Tuxedo Hat. You don't have a mask. You just have a giant hat. Like just <laughs> Tuxedo Hat. <laughs> You're like, oh, they didn't want to cover up my face, so I'm Tuxedo Hat. And this is the only scene where she wears the hat. So at that that's point, true. After that, she is she comes back and she's key. like, I'm Tuxedo Cape. It's just. No. I have another accessory. <laughs> or she's just Dracula. <laughs> yeah, or she's at that point, tuxedo. all she is is dressed like a Dracula. Guys, tuxedo <laughs> pants Dracula. is here. There is no, I, my favorite expression is a Dracula. Like, I just love it. We're like, they look like a Dracula. Thank, thank goodness Tuxedo Vest is here to save the day. Oh. Guys, it's Tuxedo sleeves? It's, it's pants and top to save the day. Stand back, Tuxedo gloves has arrived. She's tuxedo like, shoes. <laughs> I am armor. Just every time that they change yeah. outfits, they're just like, awesome, I, mean, I didn't I change. But all, all joking aside, though, she's, she proceeds to sing oh, this no. amazing He's number. amazing. With he, all this she, cape we're gonna, re, we're gonna refer to this character as both he and she, because it is a man we're being We're gonna refer to them as woman. he, she, Dracula, tuxedo <laughs> mask, tuxedo. You're gonna have... My right. love. Yeah. She will also be known as my love. Yeah. Oh, if we're talking about goodness. anyone, just assume it's tuxedo. Pseudo mask. Yeah, yeah, uh, but like this this dance number is amazing because it's a lot of cape flourishing and, and no, it and is it's but true. and uh, staff twirling yeah. and yeah. Does she uh, teach workshops in cape work? <laughs> She sure uh, would take it. Yeah. I'd pay uh, all the yeah, money. Yeah, yoga, so, uh, what's the new thing? Yoga, uh, so out. Pole dancing five minutes ago. Everyone's doing cape work. <laughs> I'd pay all the money Guys, for I go to the local cape with work the, studio. With the, with the occasional cane twirling. <laughs> oh, cane twirling is the um, in, intermediate level. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. offshoot. Uh, yeah, so Yuga Yamato, who plays uh, Tuxedo Mask mm. slash Mamoru slash Too Prince Endymion, is incredible. Slash Dracula. Slash Dracula. <laughs> slash Dracula. Slash life ruiner. Slash actual. Oh Dracula. my god! It, yeah, slash sexuality question her because god. ruining my life. She is out of control. So good. 
They, in fact, there is going to be a new Sailor Moon musical later this year, sometime in 2015. And they are waiting to release it specifically until she is available again, because you cannot do a Sailor Moon musical without her from now until the end of time. Can you, I mean, I just want you guys to understand where I'm at emotionally. (laughs) The fact that, like, all right, so, so Tuxedo Mask, Mm -hmm. her as Tuxedo Mask on stage with Sailor Uranus. Oh, like, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Like, I can't, you guys. So there's this amazing scene where Tuxedo Mask or Tuxedo Hat comes comes (laughs) to Sailor Moon's rescue. And then he heals her using a combination of, like, his earth presence sensing healing powers and also like it was like the earth sensing powers we see him have in Sailor Moon Crystal and also the healing powers we see him have in the manga Manga, they're like no we're just gonna combine these two things into one you have a face like that you can do whatever you want you can wear whatever you want your name is Tuxedo Mask you can come out in sweatpants Uh, and be like I'm what I wanna be (laughs) he does use Tuxedo the Smoking Bomber in this uh, long before he ever discovered it oh. in any other incarnation. And it's amazing every time. I didn't know that was actually from source material. I've never seen a version where Tuxedo Mask had power. Yeah, because it was only in the manga. Yeah. I lost my fucking mind Yeah, he had power. Yeah. When, when because he, normally his power is like roses and roses. self-confidence. Yeah. yeah. It is like I, I did like I inspirational did like, speaking. Yeah. I did like that he had one inspirational speech <laughs> through one rose. Sure, yeah. Like there was two. Oh, not on an enemy though. Like the second, the second yeah, time, yeah, when, he just threw it to the side. Yeah, when she shows up without her hat, yeah, she kisses the rose and just tosses it. Yeah, which I also was like, you're tossing it to the only side with no people. Like I know, you're just like to the audience. You have no yeah fail. Like, what? <laughs> this is the o- that's the only direction that it means nothing. Yeah, it's like pick any other direction. <laughs> one of the great things too about about this tuxedo mask is that um, so Japanese audiences they're not big on they don't really applaud. It's just not something that it's no that that's they, accurate. That they yeah. Yeah. Can we can we but actually perform every, the crowd going? Yeah, so, yeah. so just imagine <laughs> that it's the baseball scene where where she first comes out. Yeah. And so she's there. She uh throws a ball to Usagi. Usagi gets it. She tosses it back to Mamaru. Mamaru catches it perfectly. She must have played of course. softball. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like great. she she carries herself very much like an athlete. Catches it though, and then comes back to throw it again, and there's just Golf claps. Golf claps everywhere. <laughs> they don't do that for anyone else it's in the so entire true. show. No, Any it's so time. true. At one point, actually, at the in the opening of Act 2, uh, when Nephrite killed Zoysite, I thought that the audience was booing them and going wild, too. but it was actually just the sounds of the background actors yeah. creating the quote-unquote rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought I got excited because I, like, I thought oh, the same thing. Oh, no. I was like, look, nope. they're freaking out. Look, I didn't. No, that's no, not that's anything. The, that's the sound of the battle that's happening to everybody. But yeah. I did like that they... They clap. clap. They clap yeah. for everything she does. Yeah, I like know. When, she, when she walks on stage, they go. I know. Yeah. Well, I also love the but scene. But then they politely stop as soon as anyone the, starts talking. Yes, that's true. That's, I love whenever they're playing though, and she's like, "I can't get it." And they're like, "Well, I knew a girl wouldn't be able to." And she's like, "I want to learn. It's acceptable." <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, that was amazing. No, it's true. No, I just love. I want to like the things you like. <laughs> that yeah, is, I just mean, that yelling is exactly unacceptable. Like yeah. I'm like, this is yes, yes. <laughs> so Sailor Moon gets healed. She's going to be able to. Usagi gets healed and is going to be able to transform into Sailor Moon again. And then we see that all the other girls. We hear them shout out their call outs and mm-hmm. they transform. And we see them appear in the audience in their beautiful century costumes, oh, which are so sparkly. They bedazzle them for the sake of theater, and I am on board. I'm super okay with it. And the Shitano are also out in the, in the audience. Could you imagine being like a, high, a ja- little Japanese high school girl nope. watching that show, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden the fucking lights come up, and bam, they're like next to you I know. in the aisle. Oh, I know. And Jedi with his like open jacket and his weird leopard print top underneath. Oh. No, I can tell you exactly exactly what I would do I'm if I was a Japanese girl. I would go wild like this. <laughs> <laughs> you would show your rage and enthusiasm with the light golf claps. <laughs> but I would be looking them in the eye the whole time like, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> this claps for you. So good. And oh, uh, God, they're beautiful. They oh, are. Yeah. They're now, well. now Zoysite and Mercury are missing from this scene. They are. They're missing from the scene. So the girls all transform. And, I mean, they kind of kick the Shitano's asses. Oh, yeah. They retreat. Yeah. yeah. The, the Shitano, the Shitano like, retreat. They book it. They yeah. leave. And they're like, why weren't you playing the main game? So they're like, duh, we're not interested we in dating do Sims. that shit. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I love you. We stick to first-person shooters and strategy RPGs. <laughs> and, and Tetris. And Tetris. Yeah, we know Ami's really good at Tetris. Yeah. But she's off elsewhere with Zoysite, who's trying real hard to romance her. Uh, and this is something that... Even though this is extremely lost in translation for an American audience, basically they're walking around. They're not holding hands, they're but they're holding, holding the handkerchief. same handkerchief. They're holding two ends of the handkerchief. It's too cute. And they're walking around and they're playing some game where she's naming off letters and he's saying words that begin with them. Again, this is lost in translation. Well, no, I'm I think sure. it, you you say. I think it's that game where you say a word mm-hmm. and the uh, last letter. Of the word that the one person says, your word has to start with that letter. Oh, okay. And you, I, you I pick you pick like, a category. I think oh, their category was occupations because he said see. lumberjacks. Yeah. And oh, then she said that all science makes and so much more yeah. sense yeah. to me now. I think science that's the game. liberal arts. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think like, and he's like, oh, the fast food worker. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like. Industrial chemist. <laughs> what? That's not even okay. So basically, like, but I think that's the game. It's basically, playing. yeah, being like she's really smart. He is not. Let's <laughs> illustrate it through this game where she's like, I like Einstein. <laughs> well, you got it's such like, a good, I like Kanye. <laughs> it's such a good comparison because you have the other three couples where they are like getting a little spicy and they're no, like, Ooh, I know. Hey. And she's like, I have to study. And he's like, Oh, I'm gonna go seduce her. And he finds her and he's like. Hi. <laughs> Do you like things and stuff? <laughs> anyway, I'm here to seduce oh, you, I think. so cute. <laughs> and then they just have a, uh, it's like the sweetest <sighs> nerd date. And because it's the so other Shitano aren't around, they actually are like legitimately enjoying themselves. Date. And he has forgotten, he has yeah. forgotten there was a plan. He's just on, he's just on a date. And then, oh, it might be a little cloudy. Oh. It's gonna rain. It because they were like, oh, oh, the boys were bad news. Abby knew from the beginning. Yeah. They're like, of course she won't like be seduced. Roped yeah. in because that's like lightning, lightning on, on a, a clear, clear day. day. And you 
just hear the crash, thunder crash, and it's crash, like, crash. oh no, maybe she will be. <laughs> I, I actually, I really liked that scene where they all had that doubt and they're like, well, may, maybe she could be. Yeah, I agree with you. We should go find her. <laughs> Let's go. Let's be good friends. Meanwhile, in cute nerd love land. I can't. Okay. So the only problem I had, though, okay, was, you know this, because you were sitting next to me and we were watching it, and she's like, I get geometry and trigonometry. Oh, I actually wrote this down. The, yeah, and she's like, the chemical equation, like, for love, I don't get it. I'm like, norepinephrine, dopamine, and serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> You have an IQ of 300. You should know that by now. <laughs> it's just because Ami is not interested in love, guys. <laughs> Until Zoe's Until Zoe side. Okay, this show, because previous to this, I was always really into, in terms of the Shitano Senshi coupling, I was always super into Jedi and Rey and super into Minako and Kunzai. Incidentally, I'm also into Minako and Rey, so there's, yep. there's that. I'm, I'm I, super into I'm that. flexible. Um, but I've never really super been into Ami and Zoisai until this musical, and now yeah. I am obsessed with that pairing. I don't see how you could see this musical and not fall in love with that couple. No, especially the umbrella Wait, moment. I'm going to say oh. the umbrella moment. I was like, this is a beautiful song. It's about to rain. You were supposed to get an umbrella. So I maybe know, wrap true. this up. No, it's and, true. Uh, Ami, Ami starts singing and Zoysite starts singing by himself when he was supposed to be getting an umbrella. It's like he's just <laughs> monologuing. Monosonging. Monosonging. I'm like, stop <laughs> monosonging. It's about to start getting really rainy in this beast. You, were, yeah. you had one task. <laughs> For those of us that are like, Masterpiece theater Jane Austen junkies, mm. like two people having to share an umbrella. Is yes, pornography. oh, it's, yes, it, it is. really, it really is. And it's pornography like, to me. And the, the accidental touching as well. Oh, they like, both accidentally touch the handle oh, of the umbrella. Yeah. Oh no! When well, I mean, no, what happens? Yeah, she runs into his yeah. arms. Well, because yeah. it thunders and she runs over and like they kind of bump a little and, and her they're hands like, are on, oh. her, on his chest. Uh. And then and they then both like, stand oh. not underneath the umbrella. That was <laughs> the true. only thing that I was yeah. like, just move nah, in a Nobody in the Sailor Moon universe really knows how to use umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. But the best part of the song I'm confused for me, by love and weather. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the song for me, though, was at the end. <laughs> so I say it was like, I'm in love with you, but I still have, have to, to kidnap, kidnap you. you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, um, that's the sweetest Stockholm Syndrome song <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> right up there with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, so then man. they like almost goddamn. They kiss. almost kiss. Oh, they do. So and they then kiss. and then all the other villains are like, "Hey, villain buddy, and they show how are you it. doing?" No, it is. Oh. Yeah, it it's like calm down, boy band cock block. Like that's, that's, exactly what that's exactly what I was about. At to least say. let him get his it smooch on. It is a hundred percent. It's like, like come on. it's like if if Joey Fatone had met a nice girl. Yeah. And he was gonna like yeah. make out with her, yeah. and then all the other members from Insane were like, JC swooping in, like, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, bad one. <laughs> <laughs> and then they actually fart. They don't even make the noise. With it. They're just like, if there was any semblance of romance. Enjoy that stench. Bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, cool. Well, we caught one, and she's like, I couldn't. Trust you. Come. I know. That was the, actually it was really funny during this song because all the girls come in and they're singing and mm -hmm. uh <laughs> and Ami during it, they all sing their verses of the like five women of the white moon song. I think that's the title of the song. Let me just cross-reference that. 
uh, yeah, line up five women of the white moon. And Ami doesn't get to sing her verse. And she even says when the she to know are all of your captives, she's like, no, I want to sing. <laughs> and then all the others said, you're like, let her sing. Don't be stingy. Stingy. <laughs> yes, I love when they just stingy. Yeah. I also love when she's like, finding a man is ranked 30th on my list. And I'm like, what are the other 29 <laughs> things that you have going on? Like, I, now I'm curious lot. to make a list and see where I finding know. a man falls on mine. <laughs> well, I know getting rid of that pigeon is before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, the way that this scene ends is kind of reminiscent of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, where Queen Beryl shows up hmm. and uh, Tuxedo Mask shows up. He uses Tuxedo the Smoking Bomber when Sailor Moon is unable to attack because she still hasn't quite recovered all of her energy from her previous kerfluffle with the maiden Main games. Game. Um, Good so Queen Beryl shows up and... Uh, tuxedo mask basically bargains with her and says, Hey, don't hurt them and I'll go with you. Because mm-hmm. it's clear that One she's One of the quite things strong. I love during that Chivalrous. scene is when, because he sees the Shizuno first. I know. And they mention their, they mention their names, but Zoysite's not there. Yeah, Zoysite's not yeah, there. But then he like, Goes over their names and then he remembers Zoysite's name by himself. And then he like has like the light bulb comes on. Yeah. And she's just such a good performer, you guys. Like I can't. (laughs) Uh, Everything she does is fucking magic. And that starts triggering some memories in the Shitano as Mm -hmm. well, which we see in the next scene when they're just on their platform on stage having an existential crisis. (laughs) And they're wigging out about the fact that this rando that they just met knows who they are. Well, and they're they're having pseudo memories where they're mm. basically saying uh we sort of remember this queen barrel what's going yeah. on well, the, the thing is is that they all go th- they all go down there yeah and then like they put they push little ricky <laughs> forward little ricky and in the spokesman like, hey you ricky, go ask go ricky, ask mom go ask mom who we are <laughs> go and so he does and he's just I like, love the way, yeah, he's like, I don't, this uh, seems kind of off, right? <laughs> like, is it just me? And she's like, no, it's just you. This is all, you've You're been my cuckoo. servants for forever. Mm-hmm. You've loved it. <laughs> they're like, I feel like that's not true. No, she's that's like, totally it's, true. Did you see my hair and my aggressive stance? Don't question me anymore, little boys. <laughs> and then all, and then well, and she go, does, I mean, he's the one who wanted to. But yeah, she's yeah. just here. And she uses Metallia to repossess them at yeah, that point, yeah. too. Even though we don't really see Metallia. We don't really see Metallia ever. She's usually, she's just this really creepy well, I voice mean, in she's, a red light. She's a light yeah. underneath the yeah. stairs. Um, right. <laughs> she's like, booming voice like over. a really like angry Tinkerbell. It's like mm-hmm. the pet on the monsters. She's basement cat. Yeah, totally. She's totally basement cat. Uh, and, uh, yeah. We got um, Dracula, basement cat. <laughs> we got all the main characters covered in this one, don't worry. Right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Zoysite and Ami are talking, and Zoysite says to her, like, I think I have, well, first of all, when they have their love duet, he talks about how it feels like they've Familiar, done this before. yeah. Um, and they have a chat where both of them are saying, uh, we have a feeling like uh, we've lived already. (laughs) Like we lived another lifetime at some point. Right. Um, which is, uh, certainly bolstered by the fact that when the girls all go to the moon of the past and draw the sword and see the hologram of Queen Serenity, except it's an actor. So it's a really bad hologram. (laughs) Uh, that she's able to speak to Ami as well. Right. Um, so 
before the scene where they're all in the platforms and the existential crises and the I love you, but I kidnapped you. It's kind of weird. They there's a scene where where, that that is actually a transcript. Yeah. Um, uh, Queen Serenity uses a song to summon the girls to the moon. And because her songs yeah. are so good. You know, she's only in the show maybe like three times. I know. But her songs are always it is the, really It's good. absolutely the last part I would want to play because it's super boring, but her songs are so pretty. Yeah. The only reason I wouldn't want to play it are the wings. Yeah, like, she does have those party yeah, town wings. wings. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, like she looks go- Everybody looks great. Ditch right. those party city wings. Well, and her dress is really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. And in the, in the, um, Act two opening number, she doesn't wear wings. So I don't know. I think, well, I think the wings are to demonstrate that she's dead. It's like her, like in the hologram. Yeah, yeah. Like on Red Dwarf, where if you're a hologram, you have an H. You have the H. But I would have liked it better if she just came out with an H on her forehead. (laughs) And she's played by the actor from Red Dwarf in the dress. (laughs) And then just like Craig just walks out and is like, what the smell? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. At the end of the scene, you're like, okay. (laughs) When do we get get the Red Dwarf? Yeah. Crossover. Oh my God. Somebody make this happen. Oh my God. Please. Cat. Even (laughs) Cat just comes out. He's got a crescent moon on him. Oh, yes. Amazing. "Ah." Perfect. Amazing. (laughs) Love it. So the girls all go to the moon. It's great. Queen Serenity inspires. (laughs) They go to the moon. It's great. It's great. I mean, which they also reference later as a planet. And I was like, moon's not a planet. (laughs) Maybe it's a translation thing. I like how this is a show about (laughs) magical schoolgirls with powers based on like I buy all that you call the moon a planet and I'm like this is your only thing like this is your (laughs) whole thing astronomy is what you're about yeah it's true it's true it's like they know all about rocks you should know about like the stars and shit (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) if they can have like five different rock (laughs) ponds you should know that the moon (laughs) isn't a planet Planet. the pandemic for (laughs) well-known geological experts (laughs) well-known geological experts Pandemic fall. <laughs> Here to teach you about the various minerals available in the Earth's yeah. surface. Pro- Professor Neffright. <laughs> Professor Neffright, how do you think the excavation is going? <laughs> All it made me think about was our geology teacher in college that had a bumper sticker that said geology rocks. <laughs> and I still think about it. And I'm just like, we should have been friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh but anyway, the, the girls are on the moon. Everybody else is in the dark kingdom. And it leads into... The freaking best act one for like this yeah. is in the top ten yeah. act one finales of any musical it's, ever. It's so I think I like to call it the lame is number, but it's better than lame it's is. Better, but it is better than lame is. But I like to call it the lame is number because there's just a lot of counterpoints. There's and a lot singing at the same time and formation changes and shit. Oh, and I'm so God, proud of it. So good. You've got villains singing villain songs. You got heroes singing hero songs. Yeah. You got a couple singing a tragic yeah, lovers. Yeah. Oh. The lemurs are even rocking out in the background, and you're like, everyone's in on this. <laughs> lemurs in the background going They're just dancing all around crazy. Queen Barrel <laughs> in her in her chair is that? in her drag queen Annie wig. <laughs> not my lemur, not my problem. <laughs> not my lemur, not my problem. No way. Who paid for that lemur? Not me. <laughs> Sorry. You're welcome, uh. internet. <laughs> <laughs> so the act one finale is amazing. So Evil and Demian awakens at the end of it. Oh in my god, her, she, his beautiful just, armor. Oh my god, Can I, I got pregnant from it, pop. you guys. I got okay, pregnant from Kelby, it. Kelby, yeah. Would you like to describe to us the leg pop? Okay. So when we first start, you know, um, 
I like to think that the idea to put Endymion on on the chaise mm-hmm. lounge was to kind of represent the tanning bed of doom. The tanning bed yeah, from the 90s anime, for sure. I like to think that's like their, yeah. their little callback <laughs> totally. to it. So they sing the song, right? They're singing the song, they're kicking ass, they're dancing their hearts out, what the fuck? Like, it's awesome. And then, like, it slows down, and the light is on. She's in the fucking armor. She sits up a little bit, she turns, she puts one leg down on the stairs. One leg is still up. She takes a step down to the next stair. She's got, uh, like, juxtaposition <laughs> legs. <laughs> One's on the top stair, one's two stairs down, and she's like leaning on her own knee with a fucking cape and the fucking shoulder pieces, and she's just singing about being a bad guy. Yeah. About how she's gonna like take out Sailor Moon. To me, this armor is pure sex. The complete opposite of the lampshades that (laughs) pretend to be and wears a pretty guardian. They should have made for pretty guardian sailor. Imagine Endymion from Pretty Guardian Sailor in this armor. He is also so handsome. He's so handsome. This whole scene uh, was just like Endymion does not have any mask, but now has a little captain in him. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. No mask. A little captain. A little captain. <laughs> You're like, all right. Uh, yep. Uh, and she's I got a sword on her hip and yeah. the cape oh, is flaring out. I do. Her unclear. I got. Oh, go. Well, isn't this the part where she, like, grabs Beryl and, and makes out, out with her? With her. But this first, is the most explicit relationship get, that Queen yeah, Beryl like, and Prince really Endymion ever have. Like, they do it. You know you. they do it. Oh, oh yeah. They fucking do it. There were multiple scenes that I was like, they should just walk off stage. So it's like, yeah, they're doing it now. I, I believe, know. <laughs> I believe it was the second time I watched this um, that because uh, when he stands up and does his, like, pose before... Uh, she gets smooched. Beryl walks up to him and goes, and Damien Sama. I know. <laughs> and I went, no, he is not your Sama. <laughs> and I flipped over the footstool yes! in our living room I and think walked I was away. There for that. I yeah, because you were, yeah, you were here the second time the that we watched it. The and then I stormed out of the room for a second because I got so angry that she called it's him so- and Damien Sama. But then they <laughs> even more so than the Benny smooched her yeah. like real, real no good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for <laughs> not not for you, Beryl. Well, well, and then this leads into those are not your smooches. <laughs> this leads into the Act Two opening, which is yeah. a Silver Millennium flashback, which, as oh, you all know, is my favorite thing that exists greatest. in all of Sailor Moon, and this is the best one. The well, end. Well, also, this is where those beautiful white dresses came from, yeah. and I wish they were in every other incarnation. I wish they were, too, yeah, because it's so badass to see them when the battle starts yeah. in this, and they're all just in the white dresses fighting right? with swords. Ah, so good. But it opens with uh, with Princess Serenity, and they're going to have this ball with the Earth Kingdom. Yes. Oh, and Princess Serenity or, is freaking out about what she's going to wear. As I like to call it, Operation Get Our Friends Laid. Yeah! Because, like... Yeah. Because the the since you're like helping Mercury, yeah. Well, they're help, well, they're helping uh, Princess, Princess Serenity, Serenity first, and then uh, the Shitano show up with Endymion, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, Wait, bro, it, you got it, it, you get it, bro." They're like, "All right, cool." Like, it's very Love's Labor's Lost. If you yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the Shitano were like, "Cool." Like, hey, so we're here. Oh, hey, by the way, um, Soysite, come here. <laughs> Go over there. <laughs> hey, remember when he was really into your friend Ami? Look, look at him. Look at him right now. He's hey. still into it. He's, he's into here. It. Hey, he's, and both, and he immediately is like, no, 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 no,
actually just talking about how jokes are different on the moon and on Earth. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, that's exactly what was happening. (laughs) But you know they totally want to bang. Oh, yeah. Um, We were talking about lots of things, but we were thinking about banging. (laughs) (laughs) But they full on There was a... At them. Like, like, go to the girl. It's it's pretty great. I do love, though, when they all show up and um, Princess Serenity has finally gone to change into a dress she's borrowing from her mom. Mm-hmm. And the prince immediately sees all the girls and they're like, oh, you all look so pretty. Hey, wh- where's Princess, where's Princess Serenity? Serenity? Well, and then when she comes out, he gets so giddy and runs up those stairs and like grabs oh. her and spins her around. They're so and cute. I'm sorry. When he, when he, when he runs to her and they spin around, Kelby made the sound that Tina Belcher makes. <laughs> she's true, really overwhelmed so by something. Where she goes, she goes, ho, 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 ho. I did make that she, noise. She Tina Belcher. I did. I did. I love well, it. and then that leads into the dance. Yeah. <laughs> I said it. We all agreed on this at the beginning yeah. of the dance. So the 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 essential the essential yeah. pair off with their <clears throat> expected Shitano and Minako and Kunsight are eye fucking each other so hard. <laughs> they dance for approximately six seconds. They make it at least two rotations. Yeah, of the wall before they walk before away. Before they just leave, and, and it's like Elena said. It's like we were like they should. Just leave. I would have loved it if they just yeah. exited the stage. Yeah. It was just leave. You know that you're gonna go bang. Don't just like, sit <laughs> yeah. on the stairs and stare at each other like when they get done dancing. Just well, leave. yeah, and and We're they start our own horizontal dance. <laughs> <laughs> and they finally do all exit the stage. By the time that Ami and Zoysite are left alone to have their conversation, where Zoysite's like, "Ah, uh, shit's Just getting going weird down. on Earth." Yeah. Like, I think this is about to be bad, mm-hmm. and. So everybody else is gone for a moment and you know that they just all were like, you know what? We're about to fight to the death. Might as well just get it on Let's one last go. time. Minako was like, yeah. my room is three doors down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bunking with Mercury. She already she's promised. She's not here. She, she's not. Yeah. She said she'd I tied, go to pool room. I tied a scarf on that door. We are good to <laughs> we go. Good. I dibsed it. It's ours. <laughs> <laughs> this song lasts three minutes and 47 seconds. That's all I need. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so it, it, then after that, everybody comes back. Well, the Shitano all come back after yeah. Zoysite warns Ami. Nephrite is the fucking worst. He's the worst in every incarnation. Like, I yeah. fucking hate Nephrite. He's always my least favorite. I hate him. He's so mean and awful. Even, even Red Ranger Billy Idol, I don't I know. Love. I mean, his keen, his keen fashion sense, I will give him credit <laughs> for. But Nephrite is the fucking worst. Yeah, I like, agree. So many times do you have to die to stop being a dick? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. So, they like, the Shitano all come out. Ami ha, or Mercury has, I assume, run off to be like, guys, shit's going down. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, but they come in, they're like, traitor, you fucked up. Why yeah. Would you, why would you do that? Oh, sudden. All right. So your girlfriend's more important to you than your bros now. Bleh. And then Nefrite fucking stabs yeah. him. Well, little Ricky threatens him, and I will say it's really nice to see little Ricky with a full length sword. It's true. You got a big boy sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Ricky. And that's not even a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, it could be. <laughs> Big Ricky makes his appearance. In the- <laughs> He's like, wow, a sword. No training wheels or nothing. <laughs> they're like, that's why you could die instantly. I have the sword on the back of your neck. I'm trying to be like, home skillet. Stop. Stop. Stop doing this. I would like to point out that after that, the so it goes into basically the epic battle and then Prince Endymion decides to side with the moon in this mm. battle instead of the earth because the people on earth are going a little cray cray because oh, of Metallia possessing them. It's like bananas. a thing. Uh, and Crazy <laughs> town somebody, bananas. Wrote, somebody mentioned that they read the translation Oh, it was wrong. me. It was Tell me. me. I read it to you, Beth. <laughs> so, so Endymion like squares off and is like, I will not let you lay a finger on these girls. <laughs> And I read the line too fast, and I swear, I swear it said something like, I will not let you finger these girls. I will not let you finger these girls, is what I read. And I was like, um, oh, oh, no, no. To which, to which the rest of us basically responded, I mean, if we're going to do that instead of fighting to the death. Yeah, fighting, it's like, we- put down your swords and raise your swords. <laughs> <laughs> Unsheath, <laughs> and then and then things get real sad. Uh, yeah. but, but 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 before they get Short sad, turn. Beryl comes in in that sweet Sick battle armor. Suit. It was yeah. so nice to see Beryl wearing some pants. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after was described by uh, her elderly and oh, angry yeah. uh, cohort. Yeah. Like, she's had the same dress for twenty years and thinks she's so stylish. I know, like, and, well, then she, and she stuffs herself into a dress that's three sizes too small. Uh, <laughs> and then she's like, well, I also have this. This sick battle armor. Yeah. It's like no big deal. <laughs> With my double-breasted jacket. Yes. So uh, great. So good. Uh, yeah. I did like in La Conquista how it was very clear how Prince Endymion got yeah, killed. Yeah. Like Barrel. I mean, even in e- even uh, in uh, even in the manga and Sailor Moon Crystal, like it's still slightly unclear. Like It's a run by slap. Yeah. I mean, he died defending the princess, right. but we're not entirely sure who, who did killed it? him. Yeah. In this case, it's very clear yeah, that it was Queen yeah. Beryl. I mean, she stabs him. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, because you saw Serenity. Yeah, yeah Prince Serenity. Serena. Uh, what have you? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. She she comes down the stairs because she's like, everybody stop, stop fighting. fighting. Why yeah. are you fighting? And Beryl turns on her and is like, you. It's your fault. You're the bitch that caused all of this. And she runs at Usagi to stab her. And Endibian pushes her out of the way and tries to like counter, but he's not fast enough and gets stabbed in the back. Yeah, and Meryl doesn't mean to stab him. No. Uh, she was she was like just <sighs> crazy stabbing at it's good. I, I love I love everything that um, Tuxedo Mask does, but just no. like when he including getting stabbed. No, no, but no. I mean it though. Like he it, dies pretty. He performs so well and dies so attractively. Yeah, she does die real pretty. I can't. I can't do. It's like spin around and the like, yeah, gentle yeah, fall. yeah, the gentle yeah. fall and the and the, the, she's oh, real so good big. at the dead yeah. eyes. Yes. Yeah. You see, you uh. see her whole life flashing. Yeah. As an actress, she's like channeling. Like she's such a good. Channel- She's such Uh, a good performer. Then Princess Serenity stabs herself. At this point, uh, Queen Serenity has the speech about how Prince Endymion and (laughs) Princess Serenity could have created an alliance between two planets. Uh, Yeah. And that's when Elena got mad. Not the moon. Not the moon. Come on, guys. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then we're back. And then she decides to use the power of the silver crystal. One thing I really like about Queen Serenity, and this isn't something we see in all of her songs, where 
she sings about how she wishes her daughter knew how much she really did just want her to be happy. Yeah. She wanted things to work out between her and the prince. Mm -hmm. You know, she saw this as this wonderful opportunity for the earth and the moon to not be at odds with each other anymore. But it was also not just that. It was also like, this is what is good for my daughter. daughter. Yeah. This is what every, this is her everything. Yeah. Yeah. If she had it, that's the thing is she never would have forced that alliance upon her because she really does want her daughter to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I I really like. And and she talks about that in her speech. And so that's why she uses the silver crystal to send everyone into the future. Mm -hmm. Though in this version, it seemed a little bit like, Queen Beryl was actually revived by Metallia. Yeah. And yeah. not by the Queen. So maybe the Queen was smart enough to not revive, revive Beryl this yeah. time. She was better at her job. She was better at her job than in every other version. Though, I mean, we, we've talked extensively about the fact that, you know, Beryl is very much a victim in this as well. Mm-hmm. Though we don't necessarily get that side of the story in La Reconquista. Right. Uh, th- that, d- that doesn't make me like Beryl any less. We do have the storyline of her being in love, but yeah. like obsessive well, in yeah. love with it's, Prince we're Endymion. Seeing, we're seeing um, a love that in, in, in and of itself in the beginning was probably fine, but it's become a madness. Yeah. yeah. It's poison. Yeah. Whereas I, she doesn't seem to be mad with love in any other version. She is like t- toxically obsessed. Yeah, in this, in this she one, totally yeah. is. And even, like, when, when we talk about, like, the thing that makes me so upset when she calls him Endymion song mm-hmm. is she says it with, like, this, like, longing and this joy, like, it's Christmas yeah. morning and everything Ugh, is great. And you're gross. like, everything is horrible <laughs> yeah. and you are being so yeah. rapey. Yeah. Well, she, yep. says, she says it with a familiarity that, mm-hmm. yeah. that is not earned. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what makes it so upsetting. It's Ugh. true. So, uh, Endymion and Queen Beryl actually get married. Yeah. Al- almost. But she says, ish. I do before she's actually asked. So, meh, whether or not it's official, unclear. Uh, and Did Zoe- they sign the paperwork? Uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah, if they need marriage permits sign- in the Dark Kingdom. Mm. Like, do you have to write a check to the, to the Dark like, Kingdom? I feel like, yeah. If they're checked clear, well, then I mean, the marriage license isn't valid. I at least <laughs> hope that they tipped the ban. I, I hope so. <laughs> But in the midst of this, Zoysite is alone and has a moment where we learn that much like in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, Zoysite fully recovers all of his memories of the past and knows exactly what went down. So he decides to go free Ami. So cute. Then they almost kiss before she runs away. They get so so close. The tension. Don't. And then they don't. It's terrible. He gets stabbed again by Nephrite. I hate that. It's a very stabby musical. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of people get stabbed in this musical. The thing is, I'm like, you're you're running out the back of the cage. Just run out with her. Like, just go I with know, her. Why didn't he go, go with her? And then he like turns around and he's like, oh shit, they're coming mm. up. Like, the other side of the cage is still open. Just run. That? Run away. Close, close run the away. thing. Run away. And, run yeah. Away. Yeah. Run away! <laughs> maybe, maybe he thought that uh, he would give her a chance and like keep uh, them. Like yeah. he was the man. Uh, he was gonna buy her time. Yeah, 
Aww. Or maybe it would just look really bad on stage if they were like, now they're off stage and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that too. Yeah. So he gets stabbed by Nephrite. Again. While Jedi is also threatening him with a full-length sword. Um, and then Kunzite shows up. And now Zoysite is like a bath bomb. Yeah, he looks like a bar of soap. He's supposed, yeah. to, be, he's supposed to be a gem. He yeah. looks like a, a bar of, uh, of lush bath well, I mean, they, yeah. had, they did have to make it big because it's no, on stage. It's, it's true, it's true. true. But, but it doesn't I thought have it'd be to be like a full-fledged like Irish spring bar. <laughs> like, true, it does look like I so. thought it was good. It could at least be more like faceted. So yeah. It no, it really looks like, like a bar a of soap. Gem instead of, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, this is, we've been fighting a lot. I bet we smell. Let's, <laughs> yeah. I think our buddy turned into this bar of soap so yeah. that we can get more attractive boy band. Yep. Finally, I can take a shower with soy sauce. I mean, what? What? I, mean, what? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't say that. Again. And all the Sailor Senshi show up. So we established at the beginning of this act that they've all started to slowly recover their memories of their past life. And Venus, Mars, and Jupiter decide they're going to go to the Dark Kingdom on their own because they don't want to endanger Sailor Moon. They don't want her to end up and, getting killed like the last time. Mm-hmm. Well, and for her to they, end up killing herself like the last time. And then they run into her in the Dark well, they, Kingdom. What happens is they, they, they all meet up. They're like, okay, cool. We're going to go. Usagi doesn't know about this. Did you check? Yep. I saw her through the window. She was sitting at her desk. So they go to the Dark Kingdom. They're like, ha ha, motherfuckers. And then Usagi shows up and is like, ha ha, motherfuckers. Oh, come on, guys. I was going to come here alone to protect you. And they're like, we came to protect you. You were in your room. And she's like, that's a dummy I made. They keep talking about it. They're like, we can talk about this after we fight. I know. <laughs> she's so proud of her dummy making skills. She's like, it's oh, so I Yeah, I'm like, when did you have time to make this dummy? Maybe also, she's been planning for a while. She's <laughs> like, in case I ever need it, I have a, a sailor dummy readily available. I mean, you know. The only thing that I didn't like was they all introduced themselves and then she comes up and she's like also Sailor Moon wait what are you guys doing here and I was like so you're just gonna announce yourself as also <laughs> like you thought you were the only one here why are you coming in like that didn't bother also? me I feel like that was like a, a, a knee jerk re- like that was yeah, a re- yeah. that was a practice reaction of like I'm this Sailor Senshi and I'm this one and I'm this one and I'm the leader Sailor Moon wait a second I was supposed to be here by myself why are you all here pardon yeah. Who's talking? <laughs> I was just gonna send the dummy in my place, but... and then and then oh well, and then all of a sudden it's like surprise, motherfuckers! I'm Mercury. Yeah, I'm in costume for the first time in this musical, and I'm here to kick some ass. And yeah. she oh, does. and she does. Like they're all fighting off the the Shitano, and when they tell her that Zoisite is dead. Oh. Oh, her shine aqua illusion is freaking great. She the lighting design in this show is so good. Or maybe it was Mercury Aqua Mirage. Whatever attack it was, it, it was, was amazing. I think it was, it was shiny aqua mists. Okay, I, like I think it was, it was aqua mirage. mirage. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was aqua mirage. <clears throat> yeah. Today on Obscure Mercury Attacks. <laughs> Either way, it was angry. It was determined. Angry and determined. And I felt her sadness. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like, you killed the... I don't even like boys, and I like this one! I'm gonna kill you all! <laughs> I, I really felt Usagi's sadness, too, during her square-off against Evil Endymion. Oh, it's so emotional oh. and I, sad. This is absolutely... Uh, maybe on par with Pretty Guardian with the Mamotalia bit, but, yeah. like, 
this is my favorite version of right. this fight between Princess Serenity, <clears throat> Sailor Moon, and Evil Endymion. Yeah. It's freaking just to the face. Yeah. So, like, he just keeps near. Oh, man. Well, because he kicks the crap out of yeah. her, just like in the 90s anime. So yeah. you're, you get the feeling that. influenced by that. Yeah, this is a very serious fight, but it has the same ending as the manga in Pretty Guardian, mm. where she ends up eventually as he keeps beating her and she can't do anything. She, she goes, him. I can't bear to see you like this anymore. And she takes the sword, which they got on the moon and she stabs him. Yeah. And oh, very stabby musical. And she, as we say, a very stabby musical, but she has this great moment with him before this, where she basically says, I'm going to kill you. But if we're reborn, this is how it has to be. If we're reborn, I'm sure we'll fall in love again. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we'll be happy this time. Yeah. And it just like rips out your heart because you're like, we already oh. saw this. Like, you're just going to, he's going to die. And then you're going to stab, stab yourself. yourself. And then you're going to be like, maybe next time it won't be so stabby. It'll be <laughs> just as stabby. <laughs> we'll all get teary eyed. It's like an endless stab cycle. Oh. It's true. The next time she reincarnates, it's a world built entirely of swords. Oh, and, and they're just like, hey. that's like some Monica Witch Labyrinth it shit right there. It is, though. Welcome to Swordland, America. <laughs> and they're just like, F this, man. Like, just jump on these swords. Well, the next time will be hopefully like Pillow World. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they both die. And in this version, it seems like they really do both die. Though Queen Beryl did give uh, Endymion Zoisite stone yeah. as a wedding gift, mm -hmm. which which I think is what ultimately protected him from yeah, actually yeah. getting killed it by the sword. It from it yeah. his heart. Yeah. But, what she, said. but she dies. Yeah. She, she legitimately she dies does. in this version. Yeah, and the other sense she gave their I life also, force to I her. I also love the sense of, because Queen Beryl's super involved in this scene. She hasn't been killed at this point mm -hmm. like she was in the manga and in Sailor Moon Crystal. I really like that right after this murder and suicide happens, you get the sense that we have lost control oh, of Metalia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Metalia is running rampant. Yeah. Queen yeah. Beryl has no reign on her whatsoever. No, no. And the Shitano all recover their lost memories and they like push Beryl into evil the evil Metalia furnace, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which sounds ridiculous, but it's really emotional. It yeah. is. It's very brave little toaster in yeah. the furnace where you're like, oh. Yeah, I couldn't watch Brave Little Toaster. I have still not watched that movie all the way through because I was, was really watching traumatized. Brave scared of it as a child. I saw it all the way through once and I was incredibly traumatized. Yeah. It's just really upsetting. So well, it's really upsetting when the Shitano die killing yeah, Queen yeah, Beryl. That too. But they're like, our master and Demian, how dare you, you evil person. Yeah. And they murder her. Uh, and the Senshi try to fight Queen Metallia using Sailor Planet Attack. But only the silver crystal can mm -hmm. defeat Queen Metallia. That's another interesting thing I want to bring up. So she actually gets the silver crystal a different way in this than she oh, does right. in every other yeah. version. Where in every other version, Mamoru protects her. And that's when we get the revelation of he's Prince Endymion. She's the princess, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. She finds out she's the princess when she journeys to the moon. Mm -hmm. And when Queen Beryl is yelling at her, basically saying, oh, no matter what, princess, sailor moon, regular schoolgirl, yeah. anytime. You're just a pathetic little girl who can't do anything. So 
she knows she's the princess. We know that Endymion is the prince of the earth. That is a hell of a way to find out that you're a princess, though, when somebody's yeah. like, oh, so you're a princess, but you still suck. And you're yeah. like, wait, I'm a princess? <laughs> that is basically yeah. what happened. Cool. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all right. So you're like a, you're like a, a magical space princess. So right? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a royal piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like, well, I already knew I was whiny. Joke's on you. I'm a magical space princess. And so suck um, it. But <laughs> the way she gets the silver crystal in this version, which her mother tells her when they go to the moon, the vision of Queen Serenity tells her, oh yeah, you have the silver crystal. It'll appear to you when it's yeah, like yeah. time to use it. Right. And it's when she's having the battle with evil Endymion that she gets so distraught and starts crying and the the silver crystal materializes. So yeah. one way or another, she's always distraught over Prince Endymion. Yeah. So basically the silver crystal is the only thing that's going to be able to stop Queen Metalia. So then the Sailor Senshi all agree that they're going to give their life, give force. up their life to revive her. But I like too that he even points out when he's like, "Who would have thought it was your crystallized tears would be?" I know, yeah. And it's like none of us thought that actually, no, <laughs> or cool. or anyone who's ever seen Sailor Moon yeah. absolutely thought that, yeah, <laughs> because well, that is always the answer. But <laughs> it's like it's just so funny where he's like, "Who would have thought?" I know. And you're like. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. We've said this is the like eighth or ninth time this has happened. But it's so obvious that he like looks at the audience yeah. and he's like, "Who would have thunk it? Oh like, God. who would have known? Yeah. No one. Yeah. Would think. No, it's great. It's super it's like, great. It's like stage productions of Peter Pan where they're like fairies. What are those? <laughs> we all know where this is going. <laughs> So they lay down their lives. They revive her. There's a beautiful moment where they all say like little lines to her to inspire her to continue fighting. Uh, so she gets revived. We find out that Zoisite prevented the sword from actually hitting his heart. So wanted, Prince Endymion is still him alive. To, to kiss the rock just a little, but he didn't. Mm. He didn't want to get I'm, soap in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's uh, fair. totally understandable. Yeah. Totally. I, like, I didn't even curse. I, don't <laughs> I didn't even this. swear. I don't need soap in my mouth. <laughs> Damn it. No. Uh, there's an evil, there's an evil menacing light show that is Queen Metalia, which I have to say, for all that Queen Metalia really is just lights and a it's, voiceover, yeah. still pretty scary. That yeah, voiceover is really menacing. I there's thought it was like, pretty intense. There's like weird, like fluctuating sounds mm -hmm. where you feel like you're like inside like the gut. Um, so then I loved the scene where she decided to use the sword and she read the inscription on the sword to re to seal Queen Metallia mm -hmm. forever. It was like she had summoned the sword of Gryffindor. Yes. Lola, we're literally watching it, and she just goes, Gryffindor! <laughs> like, that was pretty spot on. Yeah, nice. accurate. Also, Lola's wearing an inflatable crown right now. We haven't it's said any reference to that, that, but that's it's happening, and I think it's day. awesome. Yes. I mean, this is, this is our day. And then Natalia shouts the best death line that's ever been written. My darkness will not be penetrated! <laughs> Which Wait. I could not let go. I think this should be a good excuse for everyday problems you don't want yeah. to. Yeah. To. I'm just yelling that for everything. And you everyone's like, no not. one's trying to penetrate your darkness. Stop freaking out. Excuse I'm like, me. it won't be. Do you know how fast you were driving, ma'am? My, my darkness, darkness will not, not be penetrated. penetrated. Ma'am, like, I'm sorry. Are you on bath salts? Are you going to try to eat my face off? Like, just get out of the car. Ma'am, I'm sorry, your insurance will not 
cover the <laughs> My darkness will not be penetrated. My darkness uh, will not be penetrated. You actually were about 28 cents short on your bill. My darkness <laughs> will not be penetrated. <laughs> I'm like, just take your whopper. I don't it's, it's, fine. Fine. it's fine. It's fine. I'll cover the difference. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just have the mic and, and then I get it and like the freaking pigeon swoops down and it's all like oh god it all went awry call back thanks to and thanks to the magic of the silver crystal all the lights come back up on stage and it's everyone true. is revived oh, what a relief I was worried I know yeah because it never ends this way no. no actually let's talk about the best moment when all the lights go out because it seems everything is lost and there's a pause and Elena just goes the end it <laughs> was really yeah. good hope yeah. is lost and nothing will be recovered all right now good night guys this is a really fun show the, the sailor so moon the cast will be outside signing autographs later the sailor moon musical as written by john steinbeck <laughs> yeah so everybody gets revived and, and they all hug it out like they do they do they and really do they really it was like on level with pretty guardian sailor yeah. moon when they all hug it out also there was a really cute thing where when um Tuxedo Mask realizes that the reason that he survived was because the Zoisite, like, blocked his heart. So she's holding that gem, and Tuxedo Mask looks up and realizes the Sailor Senshi are standing behind her, and he just Aww. smiles, and he just looks back at her, and she's still looking at the stone because she thinks all her friends are dead. Mm -hmm. And Ray goes, like, I could even fit in that tiny I little stone. And that's, like, the way that she's like, what? <laughs> I really liked in this, because I think that... Ray, in particular, in the new musicals, has little shades of her 90s personality, but in a good way. Yeah. In that they updated her and made her kind of sassy and modern. She's not malicious. But she's not malicious. No, I mean, her only moments in this where she's complaining about Sailor Moon's maturity is straight out of the manga, mm -hmm. where she basically says this is when they first discover that she's been staying up all night playing this maiden game. She's like, why... Is she so powerful and awesome as Sailor Moon? And she turns back into Usagi and it's like she's an infant. Mm -hmm. She says that in the manga. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love, I just love the portrayals of all of the characters. It's in like this. They, com they combine the best parts of, of every Of all their different personalities. I, I, I completely agree with yeah. that. I completely agree. Yeah, it's like Minako is is kind of silly, and mm -hmm. you could imagine her misusing idioms like yeah. she does all the time in the 90s anime, which I think is really cute. But she's still the leader. Yeah. She's still definitely a badass. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, Sailor Jupiter is pretty much always pretty good, but she's... Mm -hmm. But, again, not boy crazy. Not boy crazy. Not yeah. boy crazy. Usagi is really surprised when she runs off with Nephra. <laughs> Nephra. <laughs> What are what are their names? It's Zoe, Zoe Nefra, Kunza, Kunza, and Jed. Jed. Yeah, I didn't see those. Jed. Didn't see that coming. Yep, those that Jed is, was the, the way, one that I was like, Jed. <laughs> like, it's Jed. To be fair, that is Little Ricky's go-to nickname in the Deke Dub. Is it Jed. Is. It is. I feel like he disguised himself as several characters named Jed. <laughs> so I have to say. This, to me, is just a beautiful representation of the Dark Kingdom story arc. Yes. it. I feel like, despite the fact that this is 
I, I would say maybe an hour and a half long of total total content. Mm-hmm. It really captures the characters' personalities and tells the story in a slightly altered, simplified, but totally awesome way. I mean, they skip completely over the origin story, which yeah, I, I, which I, really I really enjoy. Liked. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's like all these all the uh, fox basically i'm looking at uh, mm. fox sony i'm looking at you rebooting all your shit oh, just so yeah. you can hold on to the rights of it but you know it's it like it gets old when you yeah it really re- does like we know the when, origin when you We're watch familiar with the when mythos. you watch peter parker go to high school five guys oh, yeah God. like we're, we're done with that just get to the and none mean- of them are done correctly right. you're like a none nerd who them. never stops being a nerd or like a cool guy from the beginning and you're like don't don't get don't. your skateboard out of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you doing well and, it, and it's fortunate with music too that you can raise those emo i think that a musical is actually a really nice way to do Sailor Moon very quickly because the emotional stakes are so high and yeah. it seems way less silly when they're singing about it yeah, instead oh, yeah. of having ultra dramatic soap opera scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any final thoughts that anybody wants to share about Lorraine Conquista? I was born to play Incense Face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't store your soul in a piece of soap. <laughs> um, This... Musical is amazing, and then Petite Entrangere was better. I know, and now we're gonna get the Infinity Arc, and I might just die. Yeah, because uh, it's gonna be so good. I know. I, I'm. I freaking love Lorraine Conquista, I and love I it. love and Petite Entrangere that little bit more. Yeah, right. So, like, what is the? <sighs> what are we going to? What am, guys? What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because like. They put the little twists in La Reconquista yeah. that I thought were really nice. Right. They really went there in Petite oh, Etrangere right. in an amazing way. I don't want to spoil anything because no. we'll do a Petite Etrangere episode oh, yeah, as well. well. It's so good. So uh, I just, I just, yeah. I'm so excited. Incense face or bust. Unless <laughs> <laughs> they have incense face. We all, well, we all know that Elena would want to play incense face. So as our, as our final thing, wh- what character in Petite Etrangere would you want to play? Ideally. A tuxedo mask, because <laughs> I want I want to be no, that I want to be that cool, you yeah. know. But I'm not capable of being that cool, so I'd probably just end up being a lemur. <laughs> Lola, I want to be a uh, lemur lady because she's hilarious. She, that is she a is, great role. That is a great role. That's a good role for you it, too. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like you'd, you'd be really you'd funny. Kill it. We were discussing this earlier, and I want the I want this show to be done in America. I want to play le- the old lemur lady, and I want it to be so popular it runs for like 15 years. <laughs> And so at the beginning of it, they have to put old age makeup on me. And then as I get older, they just have to use less, less and less. And, less. <laughs> and then I, and then when the show closes, I die of a broken heart and I just haunt the theater in that ridiculous costume yeah. forever performing the monologue about yeah. how Beryl looks like Annie. That is amazing. <laughs> and I honestly still, I would just be content to be the person in the front row who catches the ball that falls off the stage. Because like, you know they cast that part, actually. That's a plant. <laughs> I think for me, I would want to play Queen Barrel. I feel like that would be the most fun It'd part to really play. Part. But I do also love the idea of playing Sailor Venus because she's my favorite. And then being in all the subsequent musicals, musicals after this. And... To me, like, she's such a great version of Sailor Venus, Mm -hmm. where she still is the serious leader, but she also is, like, really silly and cute. Like, I love her verse of Five Women of the White Moon, where they're all like, Venus, 
yeah, your girl, you're late. And she's like, doesn't even care. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm here. <laughs> that's kind of Venus in the show. Yeah. That's her, that's her character in a nutshell. That's fine. Yeah, it's, fine. it's so true. Don't worry about it. Oh, hey, I'm here. It's fine. It's Shut good. Up. It's fine, guys. It's going to be all right. I would <laughs> want to play Metallia and just be like, yeah. I'm eating pizza for like three fourths of this. And then I just come up and like, blah. And, yeah, <laughs> and all you have to do is talk to the Rabble, 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 anger. <laughs> 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 So on that note, that is going to conclude this episode of Love and Justice, a super serious Sailor Moon podcast. Elena, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the interwebs on the Twitter by using that little at, which looks like a fancy A, and then typing in Elena Jordan, which is A-L-A-N-A, because I spell it like Alana to mess with you. And then it's like... Jordan, Michael, swoosh. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So it's at Elena Jordan, Michael, swoosh. Yeah. It's at Elena Jordan, Michael, swoosh. (laughs) Ampersand. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about? Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Uh, Lola, what's going on with you? Where are you? What's happening? Man, well, it, I am on Twitter and on Tumblr and on Instagram, at Unwinona. You can find me on those things. I'm probably taking pictures with the dogs of my coworkers, because that's what I do more than I work. <laughs> um, and that's really it for me right now. I'm working on a book. That's a work in progress. Um, but nothing that you can really look at with your eyeballs. Follow my Tumblr. That's funny. Kelby? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Feminerdity, and then on Tumblr and Instagram, it's just Feminerdity, one word. Super good. Yeah, like Zoysite. (laughs) Or, 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 pause. Did you make a list? Like the actresses that play Jedi Nephrite. They play Jedi and Nephrite. They each go just by one name. Oh. Jedi goes by the name, the actress goes by the name Root, uh-huh. and Nephrite goes by the name Koro. I nice. am Root. <laughs> and the legend of Koro. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, you can find me on the internet on Twitter at Emma Fife, also on Instagram at Emma Fife. Basically, use my name for all social media except for Tumblr, where I'm almost a palindrome. I'm almost using Tumblr these days, too. I, like, check it once in a while. I stream my Instagram to it, so yay. Uh, You can also watch me on Sundays uh, on the after shows for Sailor Moon Crystal for the next few episodes. Uh, and also for uh, Transformers Robots in Disguise. Both of those are on Sundays at AfterBuzzTV.com. Uh, Face Off is on hiatus right now. Elena is actually the main host of the Face Off wrap-up show. Yeah. So, hey, hey, it's done. It's for now. It'll be back in July. Yeah. Are you doing so, any oh, other AfterBuzz things? I am. Wednesdays you can catch me on Cosplay Coach. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Me too. Meredith, <laughs> yeah. Meredith Plato. She's a good Come lady. Yeah. I, I hear I hear you're going to be um the main host for Dirty Pigeons. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Pigeons know, is a brand new Skyrat. podcast that I'm doing where I just it's just me and a pigeon in the studio. And, <laughs> and it's just me just, going, yeah. shit damn it, this was a horrible idea for she, like forty five minutes. She screams at the pigeon and you hear wings flapping for five minutes. <laughs> and then you're like, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> coming to iTunes soon, Dirty Pigeons with host Elena Jordan. In parentheses, it's just called Big Waste of Time. 
<laughs> in the meantime, you can find this podcast on iTunes and you should subscribe to it because you get the episodes faster if you subscribe. Uh, we are also on Podbean and follow us on Twitter at LNJPod. So that's at sign like all Twitter handles. Like that on. sweet fancy, fancy A. a. <laughs> fancy uh, letter, A swirl. Letter L as in love. Letter N as in Nancy encompassing the entire word of and. Letter J as in justice pod is in the first part of podcast. That's all listed in the episode description as well. And remember now you can also email us at loveandjusticepod at gmail.com and find us on Facebook and Tumblr as well. Kelby, you look like you want to say something. The swirly A looks like incense face. Ah, that's why I love it. Follow us at Incense Face <laughs> LNJ Pod. I'm sorry, I just got really Follow us at at sign, and the at sign represents Incense Face. <laughs> Thank sorry. you so much for listening, guys. I like it when Elaine is here. It's pure chaos. <laughs> Hopefully, we didn't uh, scare you off Hopefully with this episode. You. Please continue to listen. Please, please keep listening. We love you, and thank you so much for all of your love and support. We will talk to you all again very soon. Oh, God, it's a pigeon. (laughs) Thanks for having me, and also, I'm sorry. (laughs)